today in our spotlight. I'm talking to Professor Petrina Kapawangolo, uh, an associate professor at UNAM with a PhD in pair biochemistry from the University of Pretoria. She's skilled in HIV and cancer drug discovery, um, cell culture, life sciences, science, and public speaking. So um, this is the biography from, from the internet, but I'm pretty sure we're going to dive into the detail of all of this. So welcome, Petrina, and thanks for talking to us today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm humbled and honored to be here. Thank you. So I understand that you are, at the time of your promotion, you were the youngest professor at UNAM ever. And then after that, we don't know, but you are one of the youngest members of uh, of the staff then at, um, or the academic staff at, at UNAM. So well done on that. Congratulations. Your field's are very interesting. It's definitely far from what I know, but we're going to delve a little bit into your into your expertise. So tell us a little bit where you are from, uh, what high school did you attend, and was this the dream? Okay, I hope I'll be able to address everything properly. Um, just on, on the bio that you gave, public speaking is still not my strongest suit, <laughs> but I'm working on that. <laughs> Okay, so my name is Petrina. I'm 38 years old. Um, I grew up in a village called Omthia in Oshikoto region. My parents were both pastors. They are retired pastors. And uh, my high school, primary school was at the village, and my high school was also close to the village called Ekulo Senior Secondary School. And then from then on, I came to Yunnan to do my first degree it was my bachelor's and then my second degree, my master's. And then I went to South Africa to do my PhD uh, in biochemistry at the University of Pretoria. Um, what inspired me uh, um, to keep going, and I'm still going, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I always believed that ever since I was a young child, I just felt like there was more to life. And I always felt like, I was meant to do more. That's why I kept pushing. And I knew um, I come from humble beginnings. We had to work um, hard. We were encouraged to work hard in order to get whatever that we wanted in life. Um, our parents make sure that we're not hungry, uh, but we didn't have the luxury to have whatever that we wanted in life. So we're always encouraged to work hard when we were uh, growing up. And that was always in me. Whatever that I was doing, I want. it was not just for me. It was also for my parents and my family and for myself. And because I, I knew that if I don't succeed, I got nothing to fall back on. Yeah. So it was just me versus me. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, at school already, did you think that you will go into um, HIV cancer treatments? Or was it really at that point only chemistry? That's an interesting one. High school, my passion was accounting. I huh? still love accounting. <laughs> I thought I'll be a chartered accountant. <laughs> okay, I'm laughing because I still tell my students that story. <laughs> Um, so yes, until grade 10, I was doing, back then it was everything, accounting and science. And then was it grade 10 where you had to choose modules, whatever courses that you wanted to specialize in going on to grade 12. And that's when I went into science. Luckily I was good in both accounting and science. So I went in the direction of science, but my first love was accounting. Um, I think the science I also did it for my parents. They were more passionate about that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So where did the, the, the final link come for you with the HIV treatment and the, and the cancer treatment? Where did that happen? 
it happened when I was doing my master's. So I must admit, after my first degree, I was not too sure of what I wanted to do um, because the market is quite small in Namibia for science. So most people that finish their first degree in science back in the days, they either go most go in the medical field and others go to the mines or you end up working somewhere. Um, I was not too sure what I wanted to do. And then I applied to work on a project. I thought I was going to get a job just to get an allowance after my first degree so that I won't continue depending on my parents. Little did I know that I was going to be enrolled for a master's. So when they told me that, no, you're going to do your master's in chemistry and biochemistry, I was like, it's okay as long as I'm getting allowance. (laughs) (laughs) So it wasn't at that Uh, stage yet? No, it wasn't at that stage. And the... Good thing is the project was internationally, it was funded by the European Union. So it required me to travel to three African countries as well as uh, three European countries. They were all partners on the project. So that exposed me to the world outside Namibia and the science out there. So I had to go do some of my research in Slovenia, for example, for a couple of months. That's when I got exposed to the drug discovery aspect of science. Um, So when I... After getting exposed to that, I already knew that I had to go for my PhD after this. I can't stop. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it makes us very proud to know that we have people in Namibia, in this field, contributing. So tell us a little bit about your current role at UNAM. Obviously, you are not only lecturing, are you also into research? And how do you then interact with overseas pharmaceutical companies, maybe? Tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit about your role. Yes. So currently, I'm employed Okay, when I started in 2013, after my first degree, I was employed as a a lecturer. That's the first level or first entry. Um, So September 2013, I was a lecturer. Two years later, um, I I got promoted to senior lecturer. So the promotion works when you do some work in research, you publish, you meet certain requirements. And then two or three years later, that's when I got promoted to associate professor. Again, you work your way towards that by doing research, publishing, teaching. So as an associate professor, which is also almost similar, you are expected the same to do the same as a lecturer. You need to teach. Um, lecture students. You need to supervise postgraduate honors research projects. And then in other words, you also have to do research, teach and do research. Okay. And we are also required to do uh, administrative work, assist with postgraduate activity here and there, and also help develop curriculum. So there's all sorts of activities Okay. I'm answering the question. No, you are. So what I'm trying to see is, do you also have contact then with international pharmaceutical companies that are developing drugs? So how it works, what we do at the university is what is called our basic research. That's where the drug discovery process starts. we haven't had any patents yet where you try and sell it to a pharmaceutical company because after basic research, uh, whatever potential drug needs to be tested in animals and then later on mm-hmm. humans. So um, after the 
okay, basic is in the test tube research. So, so far that's what we've been doing. And then we collaborate with other researchers where they can do animal studies. And it's only after that, that pharmaceutical companies can be reached. But we haven't had that contact yet because our research currently ends at basic research. But what we are doing also is value addition of natural resources. Mm -hmm. These are products that are already being used in communities here in Namibia. So it's not just about drug, because the drug discovery process takes plus minus 15 years if you manage to get a drug out. But we also work with natural resources where we are adding value to products that are already being consumed in communities here locally. Yeah, I've seen that uh, as part of my research on you is that you've had a, quite a few articles about how do we use Namibian you know, oils or whatever it may be. So that's awesome. Um, in terms of Namibia's journey on the fight against HIV and AIDS, um, it's actually amazing in terms of the progress that Namibia has made from years ago to where we are now. Um, and I've seen quite a bit of um, successes that we've had. So could you maybe elaborate on the reasons why we've seen this, these successes and what remains the focus going forward for us? All right. So the success is the fact that most people have now access to uh, treatment. Um, that's the first thing, because back in the days, maybe treatment was limited. Not everybody had access to that treatment. And one of the things that also helped over time, I don't know how many years ago when that was lifted, uh, people only had access to treatment when your viral load reached a certain level, mm. uh, when it dropped to a certain level. But that was changed. Um, it has been quite a number of years now well, where the World Health Organization said the moment you test positive for HIV, you have to get on treatment. But I don't want to touch too much on treatment because I'm not mainly involved in that or with the ministry because our role here is just uh, research drug discovery. Um, so the nation, I want to assume that we are now very aware of the virus. It's still There's still no cure out there. That's why I'm really passionate about the journey of HIV AIDS because we're trying to find a potential drug that could manage better um, the virus, mm. since most of the drugs out there are still toxic, and you can confirm that if you just go on the Food and Drug Administration website, go to the HIV drug list, they are all having side effects. And unfortunately, there's no other better option. But then that's why there's also research to see what else can we find out there. I hope I've answered your no, question. No, you have. And maybe that will <laughs> also come from Namibia. So in your opinion, how did the COVID pandemic then affect our fight against HIV? I mean, did it put it back a few years or were there specific impacts? I don't think there was a, um, a significant impact because you can look at the, I'm basing that on the statistics, on the statistics over the years. Yes, um, the number of people getting infected is still going up, but you have more people having access to treatment. So we haven't had that increased spike where now COVID came and now you have this highest number of people compared to two years or the last whatever years. The growth has been the same ever since HIV virus discovery. Yes, the number of infected people are going up, but you have now more people also having access to treatment. Mm -hmm. It's just that there's also another issue of COVID, HIV infection. Now we also have a study on that. And then there are other people also doing that type of research to see how does it affect, because that's now a new thing. Um, COVID is affecting the immune system and it's already weakened by HIV. So you have all these new things coming up. Yeah. Um, we don't, yeah. 
So on the cancer drug discovery, is would you say that's the same as your HIV journey in terms of, of drugs to get a more alternative um, drug to cancer? Do you think, would you say that is sort of the path that you're on that you want to get into? Why? Um, I'm most so passionate about the cancer research, finding potential anti-cancer agents. So not all cancers have um, treatment. Typical example, um, pancreatic cancer, for example, yes, it's, it's detected late, but the treatment is also limited. So there are different types of cancers. Some have good drugs available, but others don't have. So it's almost not really similar to HIV, but the goal is also to find potential okay. anti-cancer. Yeah. yeah, alternative. And oh. then not just for one, it can be cervical, colon, whatever. And it's so easy to test in the lab because all you do is to get that cell line mm. of that type of cancer. Then you test it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Petrina, maybe just quickly on your advice for young listeners, if they are interested in a career uh, similar to yours, what would be your advice? What are some of the limitations that we are seeing in the country in terms of um, education or tertiary education, and I'm presuming that there's been lots of progress as well, but what would be your advice for, for the young people? Okay, so my advice for the young people, um, okay, first they have to go for their dreams, go for whatever they're passionate about, and most of the ones that wanna go, want to go the route of science, okay, they have to work hard, and at the end of the, for example, I can speak for the University of Namibia, at the end of the final year, they always do research projects. And that's when they decide if they really want to continue with the science journey or maybe go another route. And whoever that wants to continue becoming an academic or a scientist, I will really encourage them to go all the way to PhD. It might seem impossible, but it's, and I always tell my students that I always feel the first degree is the toughest. Mm. Masters, you're just doing, um, some are just doing research only, and that's it. You don't need to study for tests and whatnot. You just have to specialize in what you're doing. Same applies for PhD. Um, it's mostly just research. So it's not really an impossible task. And there are so many scholarships out there, opportunities for them. So whoever that wants to do it can definitely do it. Yes, the limitation might be the market, but there are so many industries opening up now that is taking our students and yeah, it can be food, non-food related industries. They can work anyway. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Last question. So what does Petrina do in her off time? What do you do to relax? I'm a fitness junkie. Oh, really? Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love exercise. Why I love exercise? It helps me distress. Mm. I have two little ones, two boys. So I have to make sure my sanity is in check <laughs> um, when I go home. So I love exercise because it just, it yeah. helps me. It's my me time and it just helps me. Okay. Um, I don't know how to put and, it, but. And that's also living by person. example because it's so, so important for a healthy immune system. Petrina, Very thank sure. you so much for talking to us. You're a real inspiration. It's amazing what our Namibian talent are are achieving so and we wish you all the best in your research going forward and hopefully Namibia will be the country where we will be getting these alternative medicines that will work so thank you very much for talking to us